0: Hey all Rochelle here and Lynn, if you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform
1: or share us on social media. so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget
0: to subscribe as well. So you automatically have our newest episodes.
1: <laughs> okay. So today we're talking about season eight, episode six called Southern Comfort. So we start out in Kearney, Missouri. It's nighttime. Uh, A woman in a car pulls up and parks outside a house Uh, in the covered area next to the house a man is underneath his car working on it and listening to a radio the woman walks up and stands near the man's feet. The guy says,
0: she looks pissed by the way she looks super pissed
1: (laughs) yeah also familiar, I wonder if she is in another episode because she looked very familiar to me
0: possible, I didn't it might be in the interesting, I would assume it would be in the interesting facts if she was
1: Yeah. Okay. The man says, Hey, hon, just in time, grab me a cold one. Would you? The woman, the woman very angrily says, why don't you have Sarah Alcott get it for you? The man says, what? And the woman kicks away the Jack that was holding up the car. The man says, ah, oh my God, Mary help. Mary, what what are you you doing? doing? (laughs) (laughs) Mary, And Mary gets in the car and starts the engine. Which is bad news. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if he's gonna make it, you know? <laughs> yeah. the man says, help me. But Mary drives away as the man screams. Blood splatters a refrigerator upon which there is a large sticker that reads, the South will rise again. <laughs> and we get our opening title sequence. I thought that was a nice touch.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It um, kind of okay.
0: reminded me of, um, have you seen the movie Sweet Home Alabama? no uh huh oh i think you should watch it at some point but at one point and it's like praise the lord the south has risen again (laughs)
1: okay Uh, okay that's what it really is so we get our opening title sequence and then we're outside a fat max rib shack it's daytime dean is leaning against baby while looking at his phone sam walks up carrying a bag of food and two drinks Sam says, heads up. And he hands Dean a drink and walks to the passenger side of the Impala. Dean says, I caught wind of a case on this police scanner. Sounds like our kind of thing. Sam says, I wasn't even gone 10 minutes.
0: You're like, Dean said. a bike. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Dean says, okay, that matters why. Sam says, I don't know, Dean. How about because you haven't said a word to me since Prentice Island? And now what? You want me to shut up and ride shotgun and act, and act like nothing happened? Dean says, you want to talk about Benny? Fine. Let's talk. Sam says, okay, how about he's a vampire? Dean says, he's also the reason I'm topside and not roasting on a spit in purgatory. Anything else? Sam says, don't pretend I don't get it. I know you had to do what you had to do down there. Dean says, I highly doubt you get anything about purgatory, um, which is a little bitchy, Dean, but that's I know, fine.
0: Like, dude, really? Like, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sam says, but you're out now and Benny's still breathing. Why? Dean says, he's my friend, Sam. Sam says, and what about my friend, Amy? She was what? Because you sure as hell didn't have a problem ganking her.
0: I mean, kind of a dirty move, but like totally understandable, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, the difference is, and I'm not like saying that dean was right or wrong to gank amy but sam had not spoken to amy in how many years you know like 20 or something like that
0: yeah at least
1: you know and dean like knows benny like currently now yeah you know so there is a there is a difference there but yeah dean says well i guess people change don't they we let that werewolf kate go didn't we Sam says, she was different. She, you think Benny's different. He'll tell you he's not drinking live blood or something. Dean nods. Sam says, and you believe him. Wow. Okay. You know, you're right. People do change. Dean says, yeah, I got a vampire buddy. And you turn your phone off for a year. (laughs) Sam says, don't turn this on me.
0: Like that's kind of a weird leap you know yeah yeah that didn't really make the connection there those aren't the same thing you know (laughs) yep dean
1: says look benny slips up and some other hunter turns his lights out so be it sam says but it's not going to be you right dean says you come in or not and he gets in the car so they go to the house where the woman drove over her husband (laughs) sam and dean are wearing their fbi suits and sitting in the car Dean says, so guys, old lady comes home while he's working underneath his ride, puts the pedal to the metal and takes half his head off. Sam says, what? That's it. Dean says, yeah, in a nutshell, she says she blacked out. Doesn't remember a damn thing. Sam says, well, that sounds like insanity. Dean says, maybe. Sam says, okay. So how does that make this our kind of thing? Dean says, because Sam, Kevin's in the wind. Okay. And you're sulking around like an Enoch in a whorehouse. A eunuch and a whorehouse is what I meant to an say.
0: Eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> an 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 eunuch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what oh. I got there in the end. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> Jean says, and I can't help but ask myself, when is decapitation not my thing? And then he gets out of the car. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. So Sam and Dean uh, walk up to a tape line outside the house and hold up their badges. A deputy says, whoa, whoa, FBI. Sam says, yeah, happened to be in the neighborhood. The deputy says, first a Texas Ranger. Now you guys? Dean says, Texas Ranger. The deputy says, yes, sir, right over there. And he points to Garth who is interviewing a witness um he's wearing a cowboy hat and a tasseled leather jacket dean says oh you got to be kidding me garth (laughs) takes off his hat and fans himself in slow motion (laughs) sam and dean walk over to garth dean says hey chuck norris garth says sam dean sam says shh garth laughs and hugs sam sam says forgot he was a
0: hugger (laughs) <laughs> like yay i'm so yeah. excited
1: <laughs> garth says come here and hugs he hugs dean and dean says all right okay dean says we're still we're still working here <laughs> like <laughs> let go of me now I'm like what's happening <laughs> it, it was a long hug <laughs> Gar says uh you guys have no idea how much i've missed you Dean says to the witness, "Um, excuse us, would you? Garth says, yeah, we'll be right back. So Dean, Sam, and Garth walk a short distance away from the witness. Dean says, a Texas Ranger, Garth? Seriously? We're in Missouri.
0: (laughs) we far-fetched, don't you think?
1: Garth says, what? Come on. I look like a funeral director in one of those. (laughs) Wow, I heard some chatter you two were back in the batter's box, but I didn't believe it until now. A cell phone plays Criss Cross's jump garth opens his jacket to reveal three phones in a row in separate pockets garth says "Oh, uh, one sec and then he answers one of the phones he says yo earl what you got a revenant okay uh you'll need a casket and some silver spikes oh and don't get bit no it won't turn you but it'll hurt like hell okay so once you got all that nail that sucker in bury him and throw away the key okay all right hasta dean says what are you doing Gar says, my job, Ombre. Dean says, your job? Gar says, yeah. Dean says, and since when is giving advice your job? Sam says, hold up. Are you the new Bobby? Dean says, you shut your mouth. Gar says, uh, Don't
0: you dare say those dirty words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Gar says, yes. Dean says, you shut your mouth. What? Gar says, Bobby was gone. You two are MIA. It was a weird time somebody had to step in and take up the slack. All right, let's just get back to work and we'll talk about this later. All right. And he walks away. Dean says, did Garth just tell us what to do?
0: <laughs> he's after like, a moment.
1: Whoa. Yeah. he just like, can't even handle any of it.
0: <laughs> His fur is ruffled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, after a moment, Sam and Dean follow Garth, who has gone back to the witness Gars says, uh, Scott Liu, these gentlemen here are with the FBI, Mr. Liu's parents were the individuals involved in this unfortunate, unfortunate situation. Dean says, sorry for your loss. Sam says, just a few questions, Mr. Liu. Um, by any chance, were your parents having marital problems? Scott says, no, uh, no more than anyone else. Sam says, what about your mother's health? Any chance this was a seizure, a stroke, anything that might help explain this? Scott says, I don't think so. Um, They're checking her out at the hospital right now. Dean says, and what about stranger behavior? Scott says, stranger, how? Dean says, hearing voices, seeing things. Your mother mentioned anything like that? Scott says, my parents were married for 30 years, high school sweethearts. There's no good explanation for why this happened, no matter where you want to look. Gar says, okay, well, thank you, Scott. We'll be in touch. Scott walks away. Dean looks Garth up and down at his outfit. (laughs) So we cut to a short time later. Sam is on one knee EMFing in the covered area where the murder happened. (laughs) Sam says, no EMF, no traces of sulfur anywhere. Like I thought, bust. Garth says, hold on there, Sam. There's a lot of things to factor in here. Uh, It happened last night. So the readings could be cold by now. Dean says, good point. Gar says, and uh, even if there was any sulfur, Barney Fife and his crew probably contaminated the whole crime scene and any evidence that was here with it. Dean says, wow, he's on a roll. Sam says, that's one word for it. Gar says, I know. Could they be a little nicer? Come on. They're so bitter. I know. Gar says, "Uh, guys, I think I found something. And he lifts a foot. Green goo is stuck to the bottom of his boot. Dean says, is that gum or is that ectoplasm? Sam says, ectoplasm is usually black, right? Garth then tastes the green goo, which is disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) And says, "Mm, definitely ectoplasm. (laughs) So what are we thinking? Uh, Some kind of ghost, right? Dean snaps his fingers. One of Garth's cell phones plays "Cool D's Wild Wild West. And he answers it. Garth says, "Uh, Ranger McRae here. Dean says, one of those things rings hammer. I'm throwing down. (laughs) Garth on the phone says, Okay, great. Okay, okay. He writes on his palm and says, Thanks, Doc. And he hangs up. Garth says, I asked the coroner to drop me a line in case the autopsy turned up anything unusual. And guess what? Our dead guy had the word Alcott um, carved into his chest. And he shows Sam his palm on which he's written the word. Sam says, with what? says coroner's best guess, his wife Mary's fingernails. Ugh, could you imagine using your fingernails to carve a word into someone's chest? I'm like, how much you would
0: have to dig, you know? Ugh like and imagine all the goo under your nails after i know yeah that's the worst part of it for me (laughs) (laughs) having chunks underneath your nails yeah Mm
1: -mm. yeah (laughs) no thank you no good okay so we cut to inside the hospital sam dean and garth are standing next to mary lou's bed to which she is handcuffed a cop sits in a chair outside the room sam says "Uh, mrs lou can you tell us what happened mary says i was at the store getting groceries and the next thing i know my son scott finds me in the driveway and chester was sam says do you remember anything at all about what happened um chester dying Mary says not really bits and pieces I guess Dean says such as Mary says I remember his screams the smell of burnt rubber and I remember feeling so angry just uncontrollable rage like I wasn't myself and after it was over all that anger was just gone Gar says "Uh, ma'am does the word Alcott mean anything to you. Mary clenches her hand into a fence, a fist and tugs it against Mary, the hand. He, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mary says, what does she have to do with anything? Sam says, it's a, she Mary says, my husband Chester and I were going study in high school for a few years already. When we had a big fight, Dean says about what Mary says something stupid. I'm sure it was around prom. And so he took Sarah Alcott as his date instead of me. Gers says, so this Sarah Alcott was a rival for your husband's affections. Mary says, Sarah had one night with him, whereas I was with Chester for 37 years. And then she starts to cry. Sam says, of course. Right. Sure. Um, just one more question. Um, is Miss Alcott still alive? Mary says, as far as I know. Yes. Dean says, thank you very much, Mrs. Liu. So they cut to outside the hospital. Uh, Dean, Sam, and Garth walk towards the Impala. Dean says, let me get this straight. This poor guy goes to prom with some girl over 30 years ago. And because of that, he is now a pancake. (laughs) Sam says, I mean, if this is a ghost, maybe it's some sort of possession. Dean says, what are you talking about? You heard her. Alcott's alive. Garth says, well, we're definitely going to want to talk to her. Dean says, yeah, sounds like a plan. Did we eat yet? (laughs) <laughs> so we cut to inside a bar, uh, Sam, Dean and Garth are eating at a table. A waitress brings Garth another plate and says, there you go. Garth says, Hmm, thanks. Keep them coming. The waitress says, all right. So Garth says, so Dean, give me the skinny. Where were you this past year? I just try to say last and past all at the same time. So mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dean is eating a burger and Sam is eating a chicken salad, several plates. Um, up here to uh, what several plates uh it doesn't matter there's a lot of food on the table okay <laughs> dean says why don't we save what i did on my summer vacation for another time gar says "Ah, oh, come on dean says all right i was in purgatory gar says like the purgatory purgatory dean says no the one in miami gar says man that's balls <laughs> dean says that is not how you say balls Gar says, "So how'd you get out?" Sam makes a show of looking at Dean, and Dean looks around at a Confederate flag on the wall and says, "What's up with the uh, hillbilly hankies? These people know the Civil War's over, right?" Gar says, mm, "That's a touchy subject around these parts. See, Missouri was a border state, so half the men were Confederate and the other half were the Union." Sam says, "How do you know all this?" Gar says, "I went to college." Sam says, you went to college?
0: Like, Gar says, Why are you doing this, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Garth says, yeah, college, and then on to dental school. Dean says, what, you were a dentist? Garth says, yeah, just for like a hot minute. Where'd you think I got my first case? Dean says, let me guess, tooth fairy. Garth puts down his fork and looks down at the table, clearly upset. Garth says, yeah, man, I felt terrible when I ganked that SOB. Sam says, uh, you killed the tooth fairy. Gar says, yeah, man. I mean, not my proudest moment, but it happened. He starts eating again and says, mm, man, this is good. So we cut to Scott. He's driving his phone rings as he parks and he answers it, uh, on the phone. He says, Hey, hon, uh, just grabbing some Joe on the way to the hospital. going to bring mom her stuff. Uh, A man walks towards the convenience store that Scott has parked outside and he sees Scott and waves. Scott says, oh crap, Jeff's here. Don't worry, I'll be fine. Okay, Uh, love you. And he sees Jeff go into the store. Scott shakes an asthma inhaler and inhales from it. He takes the money from a woman's purse next to him, which I think is his mom's purse, but it's weird that it's there, I think.
0: It's his mom's purse. Because he's bringing her her stuff.
1: Oh, right. Okay. I did not make that connection. I was like, why does he have a freaking handbag (laughs) with like rhinestones on it? But okay. so Scott goes into the store.
0: He wanted to be sparkly. Okay. You know,
1: that is okay. (laughs) Each their own. I mean,
0: it doesn't quite look like his style, but still.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he goes into the store, black and green goo drips from one of his ears. He starts to pour himself a cup of coffee and Jeff hurries up to him. Jeff says, hey, Scott, how's a look? I heard about what happened with your folks. I'm really sorry. If there's anything, I mean, anything that I can do, just ask, man, please. Scott says, how about getting me my money back? And he flings hot coffee in Jeff's face. Jeff falls to the ground. That would hurt so bad.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Jeff falls to the ground, yelling in pain. Scott takes a shovel from a rack and stabs Jeff with it. (laughs) Blood splatters a refrigerated cabinet nearby. Scott stabs Jeff several more times with a shovel before dropping it to the ground and turning it away. Scott looks up at the security mirror and his reflection flickers and then appears as a Confederate soldier with dead gray skin. So we cut to something. Yeah, totally. Um, We cut to sometime later. Jeff's body lies on the floor covered with a bloodstained sheet. Sam and Dean dressed in their FBI suits walk over to it. Dean says, so first the mom goes natural born killer. Now the son. Well, what do we got? A ghost with an o- Oedipus, Oedipus? <laughs> complex. <laughs> I can do this. I swear. It's
0: fine. <laughs>
1: okay. you <did>. good. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Dean says, I don't know what that means. Sam says, check that out. And he points to the refrigerated cabinet upon which the word Sussex is written in blood. Dean says, Sussex, what, what is that, another name? Sam says, I don't know. Garth, who is wearing his ranger jacket and a baseball cap, finishes talking to a sheriff and turns to Sam and Dean. Sam says, hey, what'd the cops say? Garth steps in green goo again and says, ah, come on. And then he says, not much. Uh, Scott insisted he wasn't in control of himself. Says, all he remembers is a red hot rage. Sam says, so what is this? Some kind of family curse? Dean says, is that Bobby's hat? Garth says, Oh yeah, sure is. We worked a Rougarou case together a few years back. He left it in my car, so I kept it as a memento. Uh Dean takes the cap off of Garth's head and Garth says, What are you doing? Dean says, That's not how you wear it.
0: <laughs> oh, like <laughs> on your head, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A deputy says, gentlemen, surveillance, surveillance. I can't say that word right now. Surveillance. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dean tucks the cap under his jacket and the deputy says, "Uh, but something is all screwy with it. So they watch the security footage of Scott stabbing Jeff with a shovel. Um, Scott's head is covered uh, on the footage by a white light and there is a white line across the screen. The deputy says, must be the camera. Gar says, yeah, thank you there, Deputy. Dean says, do you guys see the head? Ever seen anything like that? Gar says, like that? No way. Sam says, so? Dean says, so? Gar says, so? I'm thinking we need to talk to Sarah Alcott. I found her, although these days she goes by Sarah Brown. Sam says, how about this? I'll check her out and you two see what you can find out about Sussex. Gar says, word. Dean says, awesome. Sam looks very pleased as he leaves (laughs) so we cut to Sarah Alcott's house um Sam and Sarah are sitting on the porch Sam is drinking some iced tea he says hmm Sarah says now I know you didn't come all this way for my sweet tea agent Sam says no um, actually I'm here about Chester Lou Sarah says oh yes so sad Sam says it is is it true you and Chester dated a ways back Sarah says, well, that is an odd question for the FBI, isn't it? Sam says, you wouldn't believe the awkward questions I've had to ask people. Sarah says, yeah, well, yes, yes. Me and that old Tomcat Chester, we went to prom together. That's about it. Sam says, and that's all? Sarah says, well, I wasn't exactly a good girl, if that's what you mean. And after that, I thought that Chester and I were going to be hot and heavy, but it just wasn't meant to be. And uh, a week later, he eloped with Mary. Sam says, did you speak much to Mary or Chester again after that? Sarah says, well, I'd see them around, you know, picnics, picnics and such. But Mary kept Chester on a pretty short leash. Honestly, I'd moved on, but it seemed she never did. Sam says, and why do you think that is? Sarah says, well, I guess in her mind, I was a reminder of Chester's betrayal. Sam says, huh? Sarah says, so if that's all... Sam says, yes, uh, thank you very much for your help. So Sarah goes inside and Sam walks away. He pauses and looks back at the house and we get a flashback. We're in a motel room. It's night. An empty bottle of alcohol lies on its side next to two glasses on a table. Clothes are strewn around the room, uh, coffee table and sofa. Sam and Amelia are in bed together. Oh (laughs) Why is this happening? (laughs) No! How do you go from being a total bitch to like being like come on in cowboy, you know, like I
0: mean that bottle of alcohol probably helped.
1: Yeah, you're right. I guess blame the booze. But I just <laughs> I just hate her.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Amelia says, "It's been a long time since I let myself go like that." Sam says, "Yeah, I know what you mean." Amelia says, you asked me if I lost someone. I did, my husband. He died in Afghanistan eight months ago. Sam says, that must've been, um, I can't imagine. Amelia says, yeah, we were together forever or at least it seems that way. Then one day, Don just enlists, didn't ask me, just said something about wanting to do the right thing. Next thing I know, he's off overseas and I'm all alone. I got a couple letters, some phone calls, and then a knock at the door, just like that. And everywhere I looked, all I could see was judgment and pity. Sorry. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> all I could see was judgment and pity and just this constant reminder of Dawn everywhere. So I moved here and became even more of a hot mess than I already was. And you hit a dog. So we cut what? back to real time.
0: What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're not making sense, lady. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You, know, you hit a dog, so you came across my path, and well, here I am, I guess. You know, like she doesn't even seem like thrilled about it, you
1: know? <laughs> no. Listen, if you're in bed with Sam Winchester, you're fucking thrilled about it, okay? I know,
0: right? <laughs> God.
1: Okay, so um, Sam looks back at the house again and walks away. So we cut to the boys' motel room. Dean and Garth are sitting at the table. Garth is reading a journal, and Dean is using the laptop while drinking a beer. Garth reaches for a beer um, that is on the table, uh, but Dean grabs it away from him. Dean says, easy there, flyweight. Last time you drank a beer, I had to pick you up off the floor. Garth (laughs) says, you're such an idiot. Dean says, oh, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Dean says, "Is it supposed to be used angrily? Okay, not happy. If you're gonna butcher it, don't say it at all." Gar says, "Whoa, then, okay, none of Maybe my business." I didn't
0: realize this is such a big deal, but okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he says, "None of my business." But does have anything to do with you and Sam? Dean says, "No, you had it right. It's none of your business." Gar says, "Okay, it just seems that you guys are a little tense around each other." Dean says, "We're fine. Can we get back to work?" <laughs> Gar says yeah Dean says okay Gar says all right just uh just letting you know that I'm here for you for anything I know sometimes Bobby he would Dean says you're not Bobby okay you're never gonna be Bobby so stop
0: I mean Garst, a little harsh you know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm a break man oh. you know exactly Gar says Bobby belonged to all of us Dean not just you and Sam Now I'm just taking what he showed me and trying to do something with it. That's all, which I think is a pretty good point. Yeah. Yeah. Dean says, why don't you see if you can find something in that bourbon drenched book of his so we can get the hell out of Dixie. All right. Gar says, yeah, I'm on it. Dean says, Hey, Sussex is not a who it's a what it's a business that went belly up about a year ago. Look at this. He turns the laptop towards Garth uh, on the screen is an article about the bankruptcy of Scott Lou and Jeff Bolt's tire company. And Dean says, so the guy that Scott brained his old business partner ran the company into the ground. Garth says, so Scott had a beef with Jeff. Dean says, looks like his phone rings and he answers it. Dean says, Hey, you're on speaker. And he puts the phone on the table it's sam he says sarah elcott's clean if you look past the fact that she and chester knocked boots on prom night back in the day (laughs) (laughs) Dean says okay so mary has a grudge against sarah and scott has a grudge against jeff besides the fact this is uh making my head hurt uh how does this add up to a ghost gar says guys bobby has it right here green goo equals a specter Dean says, which equals ghost, right? Gar says, yeah, kind of. A specter is an avenging ghost. It possesses you and finds out whatever betrayals you're feeling and forces you to act on them. Sam on the phone says, Bobby, say anything in there about how we hunt these things? Gar says, uh, the last specter he encountered rose shortly after someone desecrated a nearby grave. So on the laptop, Gar searches for grave vandalism and Kearney in the federal criminal database um and says uh there was a grave desecrated locally three days ago it says here oh this could get awkward dean Mm -hmm. says what so we cut to a cemetery it's daytime uh sam dean and garth walk towards a tomb outside which a uniformed guard stands dean says the unknown soldier you're kidding me right garth says mary lou steamrolled her husband the day after this place was vandalized do the math Sam says, "But I thought the unknown soldier was buried in Arlington." Gar says, "Yep, but this is the Confederate tomb of the unknown soldier. See, the idea was they took a faceless, nameless soldier they couldn't identify, and they buried him here to commemorate all the soldiers who died." Dean says, "Did you learn that in college?" Gar says, "Nope. Civil War reenactments once <laughs> a year, every every year. Don't hate. Like, I'll
0: bless <laughs> him, you know." I
1: just... He just seems like such a busy person. I know. He? He's, like- <laughs> he's always got something going on. Like, how does he even have the time to hunt?
0: Like, how, buddy? How? <laughs> like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> how do uh, you
1: have the time? Sam says, okay, uh, what about the guard? Gar says, uh, he's ceremonial. Gone by desk. Dean says, so, then we do this tonight? Gar says, yeah. Sam says, burn a confederate soldier's bones in a town full of rednecks. Sure.
0: <laughs> great Sounds like a great yeah.
1: idea <laughs> what could go wrong i
0: know not even a so, thing
1: <laughs> so we cut to nighttime at the cemetery um sam dean and garth approach the tomb of the unknown, un, unknown soldier they they get inside uh, sam says the place doesn't look disturbed to me what's the police report say garth says uh they think it was just some kids messing around they found some beer cans and some graffiti. Oh, and the casket was open when they got here, but they closed that back up. Dean says, yeah, but not before Casper had a chance to make a run for it. Sam says, so what? If they never touched this, none of this would be happening? Gar says, yeah, according to Bobby. Dean says, all right, well, let's get this party started. Sam
0: picks casket up and a... Started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways...
1: <laughs> Sam picks up a circle of thin cord from the floor. Uh, Dean says, Sammy, you want to give me a hand? Um, So Dean, Garth, and Sam push off the heavy stone lid of the casket. Inside is a skeleton in a uniform with a sword and a gun. Garth says, whoa, check out this hardware. Do you guys know how much this is worth? Dean says, yeah, but why open it up if you're not going to take anything? Sam says, I don't know. Maybe the cops showed up and they had to split fast. Gar says, "You sure this will work, even on a specter?" Dean says, "It's a ghost, isn't it? You burn its bones, the ghost disappears." Sam pours lighter fluid over the skeleton, and Dean rock salts it. Dean says, "All right." Gar says, "All right, all right. Uh, I kind of feel like we should say something. All right, don't you? Just a little." Dean looks at Sam and says, "Sure, we won." <laughs> And then he strikes a book of matches and sets the skeleton on fire.
0: He's so, so bitter through this whole episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we cut to the sheriff's office. It's daytime. A folder lands on a deputy's desk. The sheriff says, "Write that up for me, would you, Doug?" Doug watches the sheriff go back to his desk. Um, Scott, who is in a holding cell nearby, says, "Help!" Um, And he's holding a hand to his chest and struggling to breathe. Scott says, please. Deputy Wallace says, hey, you okay? Scott says, I need my asthma inhaler from evidence, please. So Deputy Wallace goes into the evidence room and tips the inhaler and a set of keys into his hand from an envelope on a shelf. Um, Black goo starts to run from his left ear. He takes a rifle from a cabinet and points it at the sheriff who's eating lunch at his desk. Deputy Wallace says, why don't you write your own report, sheriff? The sheriff screams as the deputy fires. So we cut to some time later. A crime scene investigator uh, photographs blood on the wall behind the sheriff's desk. A man says, all right, we're set. And the sheriff's body is on a stretcher covered with a bloodstained sheet. The man says, let's go. And another man says, yeah. So the two men push the stretcher away. Dean Garth and Sam stand around the sheriff's bloodstained desk. Dean says, ten bones, says Deputy Doug had an axe to grind with his boss. Gar says, how can you be so sure? Dean points to green goo on the sheriff's tape dispenser. Gar says, ah, what the hell? Dean says, maybe we torched the wrong redneck. Sam says, or maybe not. Maybe an object was removed from the grave, something the specter is attaching itself to. Dean says, like Bobby's flask? Gar says, um, I don't know, guys. You saw what I saw. Those kids didn't take anything. Sam says, or they did. Dean says, and the specters hitch a ride with it. Sam says, and whoever has the object gets possessed. Garth says, okay, so who's got the object? And more importantly, who do they got a grudge against? So we cut to Sam, Dean, and Garth in a holding cell with Deputy Wallace. Sam says, all right, we need you to focus, Deputy. Our lives, other lives depend on it.
0: Tell me <laughs> Our what- lives depend on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That would have been more dramatic. <laughs> um, Sam says, tell me what happened after you shot the sheriff. Deputy. The deputy says, I was on the ground. I think Carl tackled me. And when I asked him what happened, Dean says, and? deputy says, well, he didn't answer me. He just took my gun and walked away. Dean says, did he say where he's going? The deputy says, I guess. I must have hurt him, too. He said he was going to the hospital. So Dean, Garth, and Sam leave the cell. Dean says, You two find out what you can about the unknown soldier. I got the hospital. And he walks away. So we cut to outside the hospital. A sheriff's vehicle pulls up, and Deputy Carl grabs a rifle and gets out. He glances in the side mirrors and we see his reflection change to that of the dead Confederate soldier. We cut to the library. Uh Garth and Sam get out of Garth's car and walk towards the library. Gar says, hey, uh, Sam, if you ever need to talk, I just want to let you know that I'm here. About anything, you know, life, uh, Dean, you.
0: <laughs> he's not <Sam's>... fly. <laughs> no, he's
1: not. He but He, has, to be, but he's he not. has such good intentions.
0: He has good intentions, but it's kind of funny. Like, he thinks he's being tricky and it's like, you're not. Yeah. You're not,
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Sam says, I'm okay. Thanks. Garth says, I mean, it just seems like you and Dean are talking, but nobody's listening to each other. I had this cousin once. Well, he's gone now, but his name is Frank. Frank and I used to build, uh, and Garth goes inside the library, still talking. Sam stands outside on the steps for a minute, and we get a flashback. (laughs) We're in Amelia's motel room still. Ugh god <laughs> could we just like flash back to anywhere else
0: please <laughs> like literally anywhere
1: yeah so sam wakes up and rolls over he says hey amelia-, amelia is dressed and holding a purse amelia says hey uh just lock up when you leave i'm late and she picks up her keys sam says wait what amelia says i think it's better if neither of us get the wrong idea here sam says okay
0: like um what would that (laughs) idea be
1: you know (laughs) yeah amelia says and i know i said a lot of things last night and i know i can't ask you to forget them but just do sam says why the bitch is
0: back that's why
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're right about that god
0: Um, she only gets better with alcohol
1: i know can she just be always drunk thanks (laughs) amelia says because i don't need your pity I don't need you looking at me the way they all like that. Sam says, wait, um, you think this is pity? Amelia, I'm glad you told me about Dawn. It helps me understand. Amelia says, how messed up I am? You think I don't know that? You don't have to feel sorry for me, Sam. Sam says, I didn't mean it like that. Amelia says, yeah, well, like I said, I'm late. So, and then she leaves the room. Like a bitch. (laughs) god Uh, so we cut back to real time outside the library garth opens uh the front door and says hey you coming so we cut to outside the hospital dean gets out of the impala which is parked behind the sheriff's vehicle um we cut back to the library a librarian is leading sam and garth through the aisles she says uh you do know there's a good reason he's called the unknown soldier right Sam says, right, Uh, we were just hoping maybe a theory or two had been floated around over the years, something local maybe. The librarian says, there is one and she takes a book from a shelf. We cut to inside the hospital. A woman and a man in hospital employee uniforms are laughing together on opposite sides of the reception desk when a shot shatters a pane of glass next to them. They scream and duck for cover. Deputy Carl points his rifle at the man. Carl has black goo coming from his right ear. Um, Carl says, hey, ump, you remember me? I stole second. The man (laughs) says, Carl? I I Don't tell me I didn't. (laughs) I know. The the man says, Carl, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing? Carl says, why am I going to make mustard from your brain stem? I don't know. Why did you call me out, ump? The man says, I'm sorry. Carl pulls the trigger, but the gun doesn't fire. Dean says, Looks like you're shooting blinks. Carl turns around to face Dean. Dean grabs a rifle and punches Carl. Carl says, Hey, that tickled. Carl then punches Dean, who falls to the floor. Carl grabs Dean and pulls him to his feet again. And um, we cut back to the library. The librarian is turning pages in a book as she speaks to Sam and Garth. She says, uh, Corporal Collins of the Union shot and killed his brother Vance who fought for the Confederacy, local boys. We see a photograph of Vance in the book. Sam says, wait, so two brothers fought on opposite sides of the Civil War? The librarian says, legend has it that Vance swore vengeance on his brother with his dying breath. Years later, consumed by guilt, no doubt, the corporal dug his brother up where he's where he buried him on the battlefield and brought him home garst says are you suggesting this vance guy is the unknown soldier the librarian says that's one theory anyway sam says what's that and he points to the photograph um in which vance is wearing a necklace with a round disc pendant Uh, we cut back to the hospital carl is gripping dean by the throat Dean says, "Carl, listen. I know the specter is turning the temperature up in there. So just tell me what the object is, and we'll send this joker home." Carl says, "I don't think so. There's unfinished business, thanks to you." He sniffs Dean, and then says, "Oh, the specter likes you. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that anyone... <laughs> I was going to say anyone who sniffs Dean is going to like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way the world works." <laughs> Dean says, oh, yeah, why don't you tell them to come on out here and we'll make promise bracelets. (laughs) Carl throws Dean onto and over a desk. So we cut back to the library. Uh, The librarian says most of the soldiers were poor farmers. So um, the families would give them a penny on a string. It was for good luck. And in case they never in case they ever got lost, they always had a penny for food or drink. Sam says a penny. Cut back to the hospital carl holds up a penny with a hole drilled in it he says here have a taste and he presses the penny onto dean's hand Uh, we cut to sam and garth they leave the library sam is on the phone uh, but he just gets dean's voicemail that says it's me do what you gotta (laughs) sam says dean hey there was a string on the floor of the tomb It used to hold an old penny that's the object we're coming right now so we cut to the boys motel room Sam and Garth go inside. Sam has his phone to his ear, and we hear a phone ringing in the room. Sam says, Dean, what the hell, man? We went to the hospital. Dean is sitting uh, on the bed. His phone is ringing next to him. Sam says, You're not answering your phone. Dean has black goo running from his right ear. He stands up and points a gun at Sam. Dean says, You should have looked for me when I was in purgatory. And then we cut to a montage. (laughs) um the screen says three days ago and we're in the tomb of the unknown confederate soldier at night some teenagers drink beer and look in the casket one points a gun that was in the casket another takes the penny on a string from around the skeleton's neck he breaks the string off and puts the penny in his pocket uh the teenager who took the penny uses it to pay for a purchase at a convenience store and the cashier gives the penny as change to mary lou And we see a flashback of Mary Lou kicking uh, the jack out from under um, the car that Chester Lou was working on. And then Scott Lou takes the penny from Mary Lou's bag, which is next to him on the seat of his car. We see a flashback of him stabbing Jeff with a shovel. We see a flashback of Deputy Wallace going into the evidence room and tipping the inhaler and keys into his hand. Uh, We see that in addition to the inhaler and keys, he's also tipped the penny into his hand. We see a flashback of Deputy Wallace shooting the sheriff. The penny drops from the deputy's hand onto the floor. Uh, Deputy Carl handcuffs Deputy Wallace and picks up the penny from the floor. The scene then cuts to a flashback of Deputy Carl pressing the penny into Dean's hand. Uh, We cut back to the motel room. Dean is pointing his gun at Sam. Sam says, come on, Dean. I know it's not you in there pulling the strings. Dean says, shut up. And then to Garth, who makes a move towards uh, his belt for a weapon, he says, don't. To Sam, he says, you never even wanted this life. Always blame me for pulling you back into it. Sam says, that's not true. Dean says, really? Because everything you've ever done since you climbed into my ride has been to deceive me. Sam says, what do you want me to say? That I've made mistakes? I've made mistakes, Dean. Garth says, that's not Dean, Sam. Dean says, shut up. Mistakes? Well, let's go through some of Sammy's greatest hits: drinking demon blood, check. <laughs> Being in I cahoots. Mean, well, I mean, that uh, happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Being in cahoots with Ruby. Not telling me that you lost your soul.
0: <laughs> or
1: how about running around with Samuel for a whole year, letting me think that you were dead while you were doing all kinds of crazy? Those aren't mistakes, Sam. Those are choices. Sam says, all right, you said it. We both played a little fast and loose. Dean says, yeah, I might've lied, but I never once betrayed you. I never once left you to die. And for what? A girl? You left me to die for a girl? Sam puts a hand on the gun and punches Dean. He pushes Dean into a glass pane, which breaks, and then punches Dean two more times. Dean backhands Sam, headbutts him, and then kicks him across the room. Sam falls to the floor and then pulls himself up to lean against the sofa. Garth says, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) And he gets between Sam and Dean. Like, Please, no. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
0: We just got you back. Don't kill each other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, Garth, don't. Garth says, no, he won't kill me. His beef isn't with me. You're not going to shoot me, are you, Dean? Dean points the gun at Garth and says, move. Garth says, come on, Dean. You do not want to kill your brother. You've been protecting him your whole life. Don't stop now. Dean says, he left me to rot in purgatory. Gar says, all right, all right. Maybe he did. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm sure he had his reasons. Sam says, just like you had your reasons for Benny. Gar says, who? Dean says, Benny has been more of a brother to me this past year than you've ever been. That's right. Cass let me down. You let me down. The only person that hasn't let me down is Benny. Garth says, I know you're angry, but man, you got to fight this thing. Do not do this. Just let it go. Come on, Dean. Dean says, goodbye, Sam. Dean tries to push past Garth, but Garth punches him. The penny drops from Dean's hand. Garth is shaking his hand like he's in a lot of pain. And says, says, "Ow, God. (laughs) (laughs) And then Garth picks up the penny. Sam says, "Garth, don't." Garth says, "It's cool. It's all good. I'm cool." Dean touches the black goo on his ear and looks grossed out. Sam sighs. Garth looks at the penny. So we cut to some time later outside the motel. Garth walks to his car carrying a bag. Dean follows him. Garth says, "It took me forever to melt that penny, but it's finally gone." Dean says, "How come that penny didn't jack you up like everyone else? I mean, I can understand why it didn't affect the kid who took it. He's young and innocent." but uh everyone at some point in their life feels like they've been screwed gar says not me man i let all that stuff go with the help of my yogi my (laughs) sega genesis and you should too you can't change the past amigo now there's something i want to say to you stop being an idiot (laughs) with bobby dead you and sam are all each other has and that's not so bad man now you know what's coming next right and he spreads out his arms he says (laughs) come on hug it out
0: yeah (laughs) it's gonna happen
1: (laughs) dean says oh (laughs) and garth says come on (laughs) dean says yeah okay and garth hugs dean dean says hey uh and he takes bobby's hat out of his pocket and puts it on garth's head he says keep on trucking garth garth says thanks um And then one of his cell phones plays MC hammers. You can't touch this. And he says, oh, yeah, I got to go. Garth on the phone. Uh, Garth gets in his car and then answers the phone. And he says, yo, Lamar, what do we got? Wendigo, you got a flare gun? No. What about a flamethrower? He laughs and says, then you better get some sneakers, buddy, because you're going to have to run. All right.
0: He's laughing. This guy's like literally about to die. He's like, ha, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so
1: Garth tries unsuccessfully to start his car. He slams a hand on the steering wheel and says, balls. And then Dean looks proud of him for using it correctly. <laughs> Garth tries again to start his vehicle, this time with success. He gives Dean a thumbs up and drives away. So he cut to inside the boy's motel room. Sam is wiping his face uh, at the sink. There's a knock at the door. We get a flashback. Sam is knocking on Amelia's motel door. She opens it. She says, Sam, I can't. She starts to close the door, but Sam stops her. Sam says, I don't pity you, okay? I don't. You and I were a lot of things, but we're not to be pitied. Look, I lost my brother, Dean, a few months ago. It felt like my world imploded and came raining down on me, and I ran just like you. Amelia says, is that supposed to be a pep talk? <laughs> Sam says, yeah, sort of. Amelia says, because see, now I pity you. Sam follows Amelia into the room.
0: She is such a fucking bitch. Ah. Okay. I like, do not throw stones in a glass house, girlfriend. You know, <laughs> God.
1: so Sam follow, follows Amelia into her room. She's holding an empty glass. Sam says, well, I mean, that wasn't really my point. And he closes the door behind him. Amelia picks up another glass and says, yeah, well, bells rung on that one. So they sit down on the sofa and Amelia pours some whiskey. Sam says, so, uh, so what now? Amelia, Amelia says, I don't know. You want to talk about it? Sam says, last night? Amelia says, no, Dean, you pervert. Sam says, yeah, you,
0: (laughs) you joined in. Exactly. (laughs) Also makes you a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But let's just forget about that,
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. Do you want to talk about Don? And he puts a hand on her leg. He says, Hey, I'd like that too. And then Amelia covers his hand with her own. And the flashback ends. We uh back in real time in the boys' motel room. We hear more knocks. Sam is looking at himself in the bathroom mirror. Dean from outside the motel room yells, Sammy! And there are more knocks on the door. Sam sighs and slowly walks out of the bathroom. So we cut to you can't outside. Ignore
0: me.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. That was a little weird. Uh, we cut to outside in the parking lot. Sam closes the trunk of baby. Sam says, For the record, the girl, her name's Amelia, Amelia Richardson. She and I had a place together in Kermit, Texas. Dean says, Look, man, I don't even remember what I said, but. Uh, Sam says, but what? But you didn't mean it? Oh, please. You and I both know you didn't need that penny to say those things. Dean says, come on, Sam. Sam says, own up to your crap, Dean. I told you from the jump where I was coming from. Why I didn't look for you. But you, you had secrets. You had Benny. And you got on your high and mighty. And you've been kicking me ever since you got back. But that's over. So move on, or I will. Dean says, okay. (laughs) I know. Uh, that's the right thing to say <laughs> dean says okay i hear you sam says good and he walks towards the passenger seat and faces dean over the car sam says you know what hear this too i just might be that hunter that runs into benny one day and ices them dean says i guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it won't we he sam says
0: about amelia or not amelia um benny yeah.
1: amy oh amy okay mm-hmm. you're right for sure yeah
0: like, I'm going to find this friend of yours, you
1: know? Yep. Um, Dean says, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, won't we? Sam says, yeah, yeah. You keep saying that. And
0: credits. Okay, so my first thought for this episode is that from the title, I totally thought it was going to be like a Benny-centered episode.
1: Yeah, I did too. Like,
0: especially because... I mean, I guess Garth has a little bit of a of an accent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And I'm not sure if that's, like, his normal accent. I don't think it is.
1: I'm trying to remember what he sounds like at cons. I don't think he sounds like Garth. Yeah,
0: I don't think he sounds like he's got an accent. So I think that's just a Garth. I mean, he might. Yeah, I never, I didn't really, like, get the point of the episode being called southern comfort other than the fact that it like happened in the south i guess like yeah something to do with garth you know, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> like I, that's gotta be you know yeah but, um and it doesn't maybe, tell maybe
1: if- he's comforting because he gives all those good hugs maybe that's <laughs> a reason. I don't know. Yeah, just saying
0: the interesting facts. So yeah, it's okay. Anybody's guess. <laughs> Maybe
1: there's like a huge, glaring reason, and we're just like missing it.
0: So to, if that's the case, like
1: somebody, please, it, figured out. <laughs> yeah, somebody, please email us <laughs> about us what's it. Going on, yeah,
0: because <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I totally thought it was going to be like a Benny centered episode because of like, the southern like thing. Benny has a, like a heavy Southern accent. Yeah. Like that's really the only reason why I thought it was going to be a Benny episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, also, okay. Like why didn't the cashier, cause you know what the coins going person to person, right. And yeah. making people get possessed. Why didn't the cashier get possessed? Because he had it in his hand to put and it maybe, in. Maybe,
1: the- maybe the cashier's all like chilled out, like Garth.
0: I guess you know. Maybe, yeah. That's the only thing I could figure because it was like, oh, went from this person to this person to this person. Well, let's just forget about that. This person touched it, though. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I know. Didn't think about that. Like you would think that because of you know Garth was like, oh, I'm all zend and everything. You know, <laughs> like that they would say thing like well it must not like they would have said something as to why it didn't affect Mm -hmm. him other than just like hey it didn't like he he just doesn't matter you know like
1: (laughs) yeah it must be that there's there's no other reason
0: yeah it was weird but anyways that i i just like couldn't couldn't forget about it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but um so (laughs) I'm not sure like whether I agree with Dean or not, but like, I think it's kind of interesting that Dean is like so peeved that Garth is trying to be Bobby. Like, homie, you were gone. Sam was MIA. Like something had to happen, you know, like,
1: yeah. Somebody like Garth said needed to pick up the slack. Yeah. And, um, and he said that, you know, Bobby showed him how to do all that. Yeah. You know, which means that maybe that was Bobby's intention eventually, you know?
0: I mean, maybe, yeah. Maybe he was like, yeah, he shouldn't be on the battle lines. (laughs) 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 Yeah, (laughs) Obviously Garth can hold his own, but you know, it's just kind of funny that it's like, yeah, this little kind of like this odd kid that we got over here we're gonna just make him the receptionist <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think Dean I
1: think what Dean was more pissed about was not that he was like you know picking up Bobby's responsibilities but maybe that he was saying balls and idget, oh yeah no you know, for sure like wrong. that's yeah, definitely I think like that's,
0: yeah. he was trying to instead of just taking the job he was trying to be Bobby and right. only Bobby can be Bobby yeah so like for sure that's what he was irritated about but it was kind of like dude like that's it seems like a bit of an overreaction you know like, yeah that's fine be a little bit like what the hell you know mm-hmm. but like don't freak out like there's yeah there's no it, purpose you know he needs
1: to just stop
0: freaking out I know. you know well he's good at freaking out though yeah he is
1: He also just needs a little bit of Xanax, I think. (laughs) Quite possibly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Either that or a yeah. Anybody
1: would need Xanax after Purgatory.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, but here's the thing: like Dean is used to monsters. Like that's been the most concentrated Mm -hmm. period of like having to be around all sorts of different monsters for you know any length of time. Yeah. But like he's been into vampire nests before and he's been into other sticky situations where it's like, okay, you know, like they usually don't last for a full year with no stop. Like, and yeah. did he ever sleep in purgatory? How would he I mean, sleep? He must have. He'd probably... a tree? Like, did he have a tree house? I wanna know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did he have a tree house?
0: I'm gonna That'd write that awesome. down on my <laughs> on my list of questions to ask. So now with what did Dean eat in purgatory, we've got how did he sleep? yeah how slash where did he sleep because you know i don't think know.
1: sleeping in a tree is you know very safe
0: well i know well that's the thing is it's like okay it's not safe but like nowhere on the ground is gonna be safe right yeah i don't know oh steve's like hello oh <laughs> It was his birthday yesterday. Not that I know what his birthday is, but it was his uh, anniversary of uh, it was it was our anniversary yesterday. Oh, happy anniversary! <laughs> so, oh, and now he's gone. Okay, well, fine, whatever. Nothing he's happens. like, oh my god, they're talking about me. He's like, hi, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it was dean's just like too upset about garth trying to like have any sort of like bobby isms you know yeah (laughs) but
1: but at the end when when garth said balls when his car wasn't working dean looked
0: he was like okay with it but the thing is is like he had to get basically like put in his place to be okay with it which is like dude (laughs) yeah you're right you know like this shouldn't have been that big of a deal to begin with but okay you know mm-hmm. um but yeah anyways um what was your favorite moment from this episode my favorite moment was when
1: um i think garth was like answering like one of those phones in his uh jacket, <laughs> <was> jacket. multiple <laughs> yeah and yeah. um I I think um I think that happened. Sorry, we are we're not recording yeah. this on the same day that we recorded the first half. So <laughs> things are a little hazy. But Yeah, um, no, he was
0: he was answering the phone one okay. of the phone service his And and Sam was
1: like, "Wait, are you the new Bobby?" And Dean was like, "You shut your mouth." <laughs> and um Garth was like didn't
0: Garth say something like, "Yeah, I am the new Bobby." Well, so I, I, the only reason I know this is because I wrote it down because I thought it was kind of funny. Okay. Um, so Sam was like, "Are you the new Bobby?" And then Dean goes to Sam and is like, "Shut your mouth!" And then he turns to Garth and is like, "You shut your mouth!" <laughs> you <know>? like, <laughs> nobody have a mouth open. You know? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I just really liked that whole like Dean telling everyone to shut their mouth.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like, he went on overload and it was too much.
1: <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite moment?
0: Um. Mine was when, I think it was Sam, yeah, Sam asks um, Garth if he killed a tooth fairy, because he said, so, like, oh, it was because they figured out in this episode that Garth used to be a dentist, right?" and he was like, yeah, I was a dentist until, like, some, I don't even remember, and I don't know what he said. He said something
1: like he had his first case. Or until something. he had his
0: first case, yeah, something like that, and then... <laughs> sam just kind of like puts two and two together he's like wait you killed the tooth fairy and he's like yeah you know he's just like so (laughs) much regret you know and he's just like i don't know he said something to the effect of like you know i didn't i wish i didn't have to do it or something like that he's so sad that you could tell like that case probably like wrecked his childhood (laughs) memories you know like just everything's wrong you know (laughs) but but yeah. yeah, that was my favorite. He's just like, there's so he's got so much regret about killing the tooth fairy. <laughs> he's not okay with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, our interesting facts from this episode. Uh, the first one it says when Dean tells Garth that um, he's been in purgatory, Garth asks like, "Purgatory, purgatory?" Then <laughs> Dean responds, "No, the one in Miami." Um, to which Garth responds, "That's balls." <laughs> <laughs> the purgatory in Miami is a gay strip strip club, a script (laughs) strip club. There we go.
1: Yeah. I knew that. I knew that from Tumblr. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I think, I think I figured that out. Like, I'm pretty sure that like you told me after I watched
1: the first mm-hmm. episode
0: this must have been like one of the episodes that we like watched together maybe or something because I remember you telling me that like it was like a gay strip club somewhere you know yeah <laughs> I don't know why I knew it but I'm pretty sure that's why
1: <laughs> yeah I can't think of any so. other way you would have known it <laughs>
0: yeah I don't I mean I wouldn't have looked it up I wouldn't have thought twice about looking it up so. yeah <laughs> um it says uh, Chilton Crane who appears in this episode as Mary Lou um has previously appeared in supernatural um in season two crane portrayed beverly tanner in the episode uh, croatoan so she must have been one of the other hunters maybe
1: no she was or- the mom who got infected and they kept her like in that little side room in the doctor's office and then she tried to kill like sam or something later
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. I, do remember I knew that. she looked familiar yeah um so it says Garth's cover is as a Texas ranger and he's going by the name Ranger McRae, um, which is a reference to the main character of the novel and the acclaimed miniseries Lonesome Dove from 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Augustus McCrae was a retired Texas ranger and was played by Robert Duvall in the miniseries. Okay. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> um, it says uh, the Confederate tomb of the unknown soldier is in, Biloxi I'm guessing is how you say that uh, Mississippi um, Kearney Missouri does not have one uh, Kearney is most famous for having the birthplace of Jesse James
1: <laughs> oh okay
0: <laughs> the original house still stands and it's quite a popular tourist destination hmm, cool that's fun um, so it says Garth tells Sam and Dean even if there was any sulfur uh, Barney Fife and his crew probably contaminated the whole crime scene and any evidence that was there with it um, he's referring to the bumbling deputy sheriff from the Andy Griffith show from 1960. Oh, okay. I feel like I've seen that before, mostly because I'm fairly certain that my grandpa used to watch it. So mm-hmm. like, or no, I think I'm thinking of Matlock maybe. Oh, I don't know. I think that's the one that he used to watch. It was on like the Hallmark Channel or something growing up, which I mm-hmm. mean, heck it still might be, but. Yeah. Yeah i think i'm thinking of matlock for sure um because i'm like going through i'm like seeing the little like you know beginning what's the word i'm looking for like the intro there we go <laughs> <laughs> mm. um so it says uh chris Nowland, uh, who plays chester Lou, um previously had a small role in the episode supernatural Folsom prison blues um playing contractor number one <laughs>
1: Oh, So I know you just switched your earphones, but for some reason, when you did that, you got really quiet. So you're, you're very quiet now. I don't know what that would have to do with your microphone.
0: I don't know. Does it get louder when I do this? Yes. There must be a microphone in my headphone. I didn't know that. Oh,
1: so you're not recording on the big, the big mic.
0: No, I know I am. It's plugged in. So, oh, okay.
1: I don't
0: but know. But doesn't your
1: computer like pick which one to record from?
0: No. It does the one that I tell it to. (laughs) Mine doesn't switch back and forth. I'll put it back up though. So that way it's
1: okay. Yeah. It sounds better now. That's weird. Huh?
0: Well, and I just moved my microphone a little closer to me too. Okay. So, well, (laughs) we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. (laughs) Not sure. Um, so our research from this episode, um, is, (laughs) so (laughs) because we're researching specters and or we were researching specters and i don't think there's another episode that we have specters in at least we don't don't remember if there is um (laughs) we found the specter moose of maine
1: (laughs) (laughs) we were like moose we got to do Okay. This one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, there, there's a specter moose in Maine. Uh, mm-hmm. um, this is off of uh, legendsofamerica.com. Um, and, and it says uh, the enormous moose that has been the wonder of the sportsman or of the sportsmen in Northern Maine since 1891 has again been seen. (laughs) Every story that comes from the North woods concerning this moose makes him a little bigger than before. (laughs) It's generally believed that no moose ever killed in Maine or so far as is known anywhere else has approached in stature or weight, much less in spread of antlers, the specter moose of lobster Lake, (laughs)
1: lobster Lake. Yeah. Okay.
0: The moose of lobster Lake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like an STD. (laughs)
0: I mean <laughs> better than like oh it's Brad called Cope. STI now
1: isn't it it's STI now
0: I don't know yeah they STD, like changed the STI. S- I changed it yeah I'm pretty sure everybody knows what we mean though oh yeah, it, yeah disease not... infection okay like honestly not that much of a difference you know oh, like right <laughs> I'm sure there's some like medical reason why it's been changed because it's like more descriptive or whatever but okay fine you know mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway <laughs> As, we de- <laughs> As we're debating <laughs> whether it's a sexually transmitted disease or infection <laughs> let's go back to lobster lake <laughs> let's go <laughs> um, so it says in 1891 an extremely large white moose was first seen in maine by clarence duffy of old town <laughs> clarence um, <laughs> a hunting guide who was working around Lobster Lake, um, though he did not get near enough to the animal to take a shot. He could see him plainly horrified by the encounter. When Duffy told his story story, he was laughed at. Um, however, a few months later, a banger lumberman named Josh Ross, um, who was also at Lobster Lake also saw the big moose, uh, with this second sighting, some people ge- began to believe, <laughs> <laughs> It says that same year, a New York hunter saw the big moose near, um, oh boy, I'm going to butcher this sour, sour, sword, hunt, nah, hunt, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay. I
0: don't know. It's S O U R D N A H U N L T. So sword, na hunt.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I'm going to thing. go with.
0: Um, lake and fired several slugs into the animal without the least apparent effect except for making it angry (laughs) Um, the moose then charged the man who took refuge in a bear cave where he remained for about an hour before the large animal sauntered away (laughs) Um, it says however these tales were still mostly discounted until a new york city sportsman howard van ness saw the big moose and shot him several times in 1892 Um, This event occurred about 30 miles northeast of uh, Norcross, where Van Ness and three other New York men were hunting. Uh, Van Ness was separated from his companions when he shot the moose, which he described as weighed a ton, as tall as a camel, with magnificent head and antler. (laughs) Um, After his shot hit the animal just above the shoulder, the moose let out a deep bellow and a grunt before coming after Van Ness, (laughs) who took shelter beneath a tangled mass of fallen trees and branches. I feel like he would have just like gotten like stepped on and like
1: yeah that does like make a lot of sense in the pile seems like it would take a little bit of time to get yourself under that kind of yeah whatever you want to call that yeah tree bush thing
0: yeah I mean who says that any of this is actually even true but still you know like (laughs) (laughs) Of all the things, a specter moose, but I don't know if you can get under that pile that fast. (laughs) Um, It says the moose then circled the area at tremendous speed and once jumped over his hiding place before finally giving up. Um, It says afterward, many hunters begin to look for the great white moose. Well, that's the first we've heard that it's white, so there's that. That's probably why it's a specter moose it's just like an albino moose or something yeah um, um but it wasn't seen again until 1895 at that time a banger taxidermist named granville gray spied the moose at a distance um a few years later in 1899 gilman brown of west Newbury, uh massachusetts got enough or got close enough to the moose on a roach or on the roach river <laughs> Lobster Lake and Roach River right next to each other. <laughs> um, to count twenty-two points on one side of his antlers—that's huge. Like, so you know what points are? No, they're the little like spikes that go off. So, like, when, like on a deer. Mm-hmm. when they say they're like a 4 point or an 8 point or whatever that's how many spikes they have going off of their antlers. Oh, okay. So he was a 22 point moose on one side, which means he would be a 44. Wow. Um which I don't know how much is a lot for a moose because obviously mm-hmm. moose have like their big like paddles or whatever I think they call them and a bunch of little things going off, but mm-hmm. I don't yeah, mm. biggin. <laughs> um Oh, here we go. Let me just like read the next sentence and that would solve my uh, problem. Uh, usually moose antlers rarely have more than eight to 12 points on a side. So yeah, wow. that's like devil.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Close to anyway. Um, it says Brown also fired five shots at the large animal, which simply glowered at him and stalked majestically away. <laughs> <laughs> it says the specter moose called such because of its white or light gray coloring is said to stand 10 to 15 feet tall weighs nearly 2,500 pounds and has an immense set of formidable antlers that stretch from 10 to 12 feet across. Like that seems impossible, but again, I don't, how much do I know about moose? Not very much. So we'll we'll go with it. Um, (laughs) in comparison, an average male moose in Maine at the time weighed about 800 to 900 pounds, stood around six feet tall and had an antler span of around four to six feet. Hmm. Okay. Um, he said the story gained national attention when it was described in a New York Times article in November 1899. More sightings followed in the coming years, with one reported in 1901 when a hunter from Boston, Massachusetts, spotted a beast, uh, spotted the beast near Chairback Mountain in the Cadadin region. Okay. We'll, we'll, call it that. Um, in 1906, George Neeland of Sherman, Maine, um, came close to the moose when he was bicycling on the road between Sherman and, uh, Mack Wahawk. I'm going to guess, um, at first he thought it was a horse, <laughs> but when he stopped to take a closer look, he was surprised to determine that rather it was a very large white moose. Um, suddenly the immense beast charged at him and Neeland was forced to climb a tree to safety.
1: <laughs> oh my God. How
0: terrifying. Um, <laughs> After investigating the bicycle, the moose vanished into the forest. Okay, but like moose are mean. Mm-hmm. Like they are not like oh cool like let's just like coexist. No, like those suckers will like take you out. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. They're like oh, I don't like the way that you looked at me. Let me kill you now. You know? <laughs> they <Okay>. have, <laughs> they're just yep. I'll just that. I don't want to run into a moose. Hmm. Um, it says, in addition to its massive size, many reports also describe the moose as glowing faintly, <laughs> having yeah. the ability to simply disappear and walking through solid objects. Um, hunters often said they were n- never able to get near enough to get a shot. And on the few occasions that they did, the animal was unhurt. Um, in the following years, the moose would appear in waves of sightings, one which occurred in 1917, only to disappear for years um, before it would be seen again. Um, Um, Though albino moose are extremely rare, they do exist, and skeptics often attribute these sightings to albinism. Um, In fact, there is an area of Ontario, Canada, that's called the White Moose Forest due to the uncommon number of sightings of white moose, um, which the locals call spirit moose. Hmm. Um, However, albino moose have eyes that are of a pink hue, and the specter moose has brown eyes. Um, Further, the size of these moose is an anomaly in and of itself. (laughs) Um, moose can also suffer from a condition caused by an infestation of winter ticks that causes the lightening of the animal's coat. Um, however, this condition also causes the moose to rub off most of its hair, and their bodies are described as skinny and emaciated, which does not fit in the description of the giant beast. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, regardless of the skeptics, the locals take this beast quite seriously. Um, another rash of sightings occurred in 1932 and then again in 1938. In the latter year, most of the spectre moose were seen in the forests of uh, Chesuncook region um, along the west branch of the, oh boy, Penobscot River. <laughs> These are hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, one vivid report came from a hunter by the name of Houston, <laughs> who got a very good look at the beast when he came across, or when he came along a herd of about 16 moose with three males um, watching over the grazing females, grazing in a group with three males watching over them. That's a weird sentence. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> two of the males were large, healthy moose, but the third was of great size, making the others look like pygmies and was of a white luminous coloration. Um, when Houston uh, turned his back for a moment and, pe- and then turned back around, the large white moose was gone, seemingly having vanished without a trace. Mm-hmm. Um, other stories are even more bizarre. Um, one tells of a group of hunters near the Moluncus stream um, in East Central Maine that killed a large white moose um afterward they slit its throat and hung it from a tree overnight so they could skin and dress it the next day however when they awoke the next morning the white moose was gone that night the dead and vanished moose simply walked into their camp with its throat still cut <laughs> oh. <laughs> the hunter shot at it again but the moose was unfazed and walked away it was later seen near ashland um, some 90 miles to the north at which time it was shot again with no effect Um, Some tales say that the moose makes an appearance when something bad is about to happen. Um, This allegedly occurred in Franklin, shortly before the town's restaurant burned down in 2002. Um, Questions about this large creature remain today as to whether it's simply a very large breed of moose with a rare and anomalous color pattern, or if it's a mystical ghostly animal that has roamed this region for over a century. Uh, In either case, the creature remains a local legend that has accumulated volumes of local lore over the years. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, big white moose. I think if
1: like if I were that moose and I got like throat slit and hung up to bleed
0: out or whatever. Well that's the thing is you wouldn't be able to hang up a moose unless it was dead.
1: Yeah, well yeah, for sure.
0: So <laughs> but
1: like if I, you know, was like, oh I'm gonna come back to life, you <laughs> know, and like I would like fuck some hunters up. I
0: would just like <laughs> I would
1: at the very least
0: be like i'm alive bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) i would (laughs) would at the very least scare them
0: oh for sure yeah and it sounds like you know that's what happened (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah huh um so what was your idiot or asset moment from today
1: okay i am a total idiot. (laughs)
0: not news but we all have our
1: moments (laughs) last night I was hanging out with Killian and he was getting ready for bed you know brushing his teeth and you know all that and he was like um mom you know when I was born I knew some words already (laughs) and I was like no you didn't
0: (laughs) I,
1: I can tell you that you didn't. Yeah, uh, he's he's like no, no. I I knew some words when I was born, and I was like, okay, like what you know? Do you remember? Because I didn't thought, or I didn't thought, I didn't think you remembered being born. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yes. we've talked recently about his like earliest memory, and it happened when he was like two or something. You know. Yeah. So, um, he's like, well, like I knew the word ghost. And you didn't say the word ghost to me till I was like three.
0: So, and I was like, um, but I'm sure he heard it considering like just between the two of us (laughs) we talked about. I know, all that sort of stuff, you know. And I said, um, yes, I did say that
1: word to you when you were a baby. He goes, why would you say that to a baby? question buddy but (laughs) I was like okay so this one night you know it was bedtime you were like four months old and you would not go the fuck to sleep you know (laughs) it was like you were tired we had done all our things to make you tired and you were ready and you just wouldn't go to sleep you so I put you in I think it was like one of those rockers you know Mm -hmm. I put him in one of the like those lay down rockers Mm
0: -hmm. and um
1: to try and you know rock him to sleep yeah yes Mm -hmm. that's right and um I remember him staring at this one spot on the wall Mm -hmm. like totally like happy about it yeah like but just like enamored and in awe of what he was looking at just like something something magical was happening and I remember being like oh my god my baby is broken like <laughs> like something wrong is happening in his head you know what I mean like is he like is he stroking out
0: you know like
1: <laughs> What's going on you yeah. need to go to the doctor because he was like I, I, he, I don't think he was old enough to be like babbling I can't remember but he was really into the spot on the wall and yeah um and so I was telling him this last night and I said. Um, and some people believe that babies can see ghosts, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and that's what you were looking at. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Oh, wow. And I (laughs) I was like, yeah, he was like, do you think I was looking at a ghost? And I was like, well, I don't really, you know, believe in ghosts. And I'm actually like, I'm not really sure if I believe in ghosts or not, you know, but I, i it was bedtime i'm gonna scare him you know you know it was so just like, I was, this is
0: weird and i don't like it <laughs> yeah i was
1: like i was like this is taking a, a weird turn <laughs> but i was like you know and i don't believe in ghosts so you know and he was like okay well i do and i was like that's fine you know mm-hmm. you can believe what you want to believe in and blah 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 and he's like okay and then so we went on our all, you know kept getting ready for bed and then um he was like brushing his teeth. And I think I said that already. He was doing it all in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I was in my bedroom and he suddenly goes, mom. And I was like, what? He goes, I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I was like, what do you mean you're scared? And he was like, well, that story you told me about when I was a baby, you know, that really scares me. And I was like, Killian, you watch ghost
0: adventures. Like, like You literally like have no excuse. <laughs> I, know.
1: I was like, how can you be scared by that? It happened when you were a baby yeah, and, and, and I'm sure you weren't looking at a ghost, you know?
0: Yeah. It just was funny that you happened to be staring at something, you know?
1: Yeah. And at this point he's, you know, like, in the bathroom, like practically in tears. Yeah. He's like, he's like, this he's, he's is like the
0: worst. yeah. He's like,
1: I need you to be in here with me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm right here. Like, we're looking at each other. Like, like,
0: we're literally standing next to each other. I don't know what you want
1: from me. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, I need you to be in the bathroom with me. And I was like, okay. So when <laughs> he gets done getting ready for bed, and um, I, you know, put him on my bed and I was like, I'm gonna give you some melatonin so that you can go to sleep because you're scared.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: So I give him some melatonin, and um, he starts. You know, I sit next to him and we snuggle a little bit. He gets tired and I walk him to his room, and he's like, "Just sleep in here with me, mom." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry, ben, no. Yeah,
1: but um, but anyway, so." Um, Eric came to bed, you know, after work, probably around three in the morning, and it, and it woke me up because he came to my side of the bed and um, scooped down and picked Killian up from off the floor.
0: Oh, he just like he probably little stinker. He probably like crawled in there on his hands and knees so he wouldn't see him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I was like, oh, weird. But then I just like passed back out, and then yeah. um. And then uh this morning when I woke up, he was in there again. <laughs> so, so no one to blame but myself. I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. But I mean, I'm an idiot.
0: To be fair, for a kid who like watches ghost adventures and all that sort of stuff, you would think that he would be like, okay with that, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, when I told him that, I was like, You're why are you scared of this? Like, you watch ghost adventures, so he goes, Mom, ghost adventures scares me. I'm like, so well, Why?
0: You can sleep every night, then you know, I know like, I was
1: like you've never had this reaction,
0: you know. I know, like, <laughs> I'm like, Why do you watch <laughs> and it? And that's like a visual thing, too, not just somebody telling you about something, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so this morning he was all over me too. You know, I had to be (laughs) everywhere he was. So, you cannot
0: leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Poor guy. I feel really bad.
0: I mean, I guess, but like that's not, it's not like you could have known that he would have that reaction, you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, Eric doesn't want him to sleep on our floor. You know, he wants him to have, you know, more independence and, sleep in his own room the whole night through but he gets scared so yeah yeah we got him a weighted blanket yeah to help and um a really cool nightlight that he picked out
0: mm-hmm. so
1: it's very bright in his room yeah <laughs> yeah so but yeah he's still still coming in to sleep on the floor so
0: yeah <laughs> well i mean <laughs> if <laughs> I guess as long as you're not like encouraging him to do it, you know, like at some point he'll kind of do it on his own. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's only six. It'll take some time.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I remember like the, I don't even remember exactly why, but I know that like until gosh, I must've been close to like fifth grade. Cause I think I remember like, you know, for the fifth grade camps and stuff that you go to, mm-hmm. um, I vaguely remember like my mom or dad telling me that I couldn't go to the fifth grade camp unless I could sleep in my room by myself for a week <laughs> oh, <laughs> because yeah. I had, I must've gotten freaked out by something and mm-hmm. just like, couldn't do it, you know? And like, to be fair, I was afraid of a lot as a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Like a lot. (laughs) And so like, I remember like, even though I didn't go into my parents' room a lot, like I would have to like read or do something like that until I was like tired enough to like just pass out Mm -hmm. because if I like sat there and like, let my brain imagine whatever it wanted to imagine for too long, I would freak myself out and not sleep. So like, I, I got in trouble a lot as a kid for like pulling my blankets up and over with like a little tiny flashlight and like reading books underneath the covers. so that way I could, Like, you know, <laughs> just like get tired enough to like put my book down and go to sleep instead of like having to sit there and like, think about all the things that I could be
1: terrified of. Yeah. I understand that for sure. (laughs) Again,
0: weak constitution, (laughs) but yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was definitely a thing, but I don't, I don't remember why. And I know like for the longest time I was afraid of the, you know, so the book where the wild things are Mm -hmm. for some reason, scared the holy hell out of me I don't know why. <laughs> like it was all these like creepy looking ugh, things you know Yeah. and I was just like nope that's it I I'm gonna die you know like, yeah. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> you know like I was like convinced that like especially that do you remember like the blue monster from that book that blue yeah blue thing like mm-hmm. I was convinced that that was like outside my window every night
1: oh my god
0: I don't know why like I don't know why that like and I read the book now and I'm like there's literally nothing scary about it like there's nothing that I could see like why would I be scared about other than maybe the fact that they looked kind of funny you know right I don't know but like yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm not proud (laughs) it's okay but it happened you know like Mm -hmm. I get it I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten like I would have gotten in a lot a lot of trouble though if I would have gone into my parents room and just like showed up on the floor <laughs> really yeah like okay. a lot of trouble so yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah I like it actually because I like having my you know my family right there you know yeah. and I like knowing that he's like you know next to me and safe and yeah. You know but that's like that's just like my wants and needs you know what I mean that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that that's like what's healthy for him
0: yeah you know
1: what I mean so yeah.
0: I mean he he does have to figure out how to like you know do himself at some point and like yeah you know be able to just kind of like do his thing you know mm-hmm. but he
1: will I just yeah. shouldn't tell him stories about <laughs> Well, I mean, to be
0: fair, like, how, how are you supposed to know? So <laughs> that's true.
1: He'll <laughs> probably be over it today later. So,
0: oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, <laughs> what was your idiot or aspit moment?
0: <laughs> so, mine, I've done this twice since I wrote this down. So, that's fun. But <laughs> um, at work, we've got like, because I work kind of like in a gym type thing, mm-hmm. uh, athletic club. Um, there's a cafe, and I go and I get like you know energy drinks, like they do the Red Bulls with like the flavoring and stuff in them, and coffee and all that sort of stuff. And so every once in a while, I'll go and get a drink from there because I'm like, hey, um, I need something to stay alive during the rest yeah. of the day, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, not very often, but I've gotten two in the last. I don't know, like couple months and both times that I've gotten one now at the end of the day I because they're like decent size they're not little and I'll drink like maybe half of it like a third of it Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day I go for some reason I still haven't learned this lesson take the drink out of my locker first and then take my purse out because every single time my purse gets stuck on the stuff in there and it pushes it out and I have lost my entire energy drink Twice <laughs> on the floor in the staff room, and then I'm having to like mop up sticky energy drink from like literally everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> the walls, oh, that sucks. The, the lockers—it just like <laughs> hits the ground and blows up.
1: <laughs> God, that sucks.
0: And I've done that twice now, and they're like, you know, five or six dollar drinks, which right. okay, whatever. I mean, it's not the end of the world or anything, but like doing it once is bad enough. <laughs> doing it twice. Like, I, I can't buy those drinks anymore because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just going to spill it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. So I it was just like, you idiot, you know, <laughs> <laughs> take the drink you, out. You know what first. I did
1: one time, um, I was working at world market
0: uh-huh. and,
1: um, I'd worked there for like only a couple weeks at this point. And I, I think there was like a meeting, and everyone was in the break room and um we're eating like chicken wings, right? Uh-huh. And there were two garbages in there with the lid on it, like tall uh-huh. garbages with a lid that has like the little like swingy Swing. top. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um I, when I was done eating my chicken, you know, threw my chicken bones in one of the garbages. And one of the girls immediately goes. Oh my God, did you just throw your chicken in there? And I was like, yeah, why? That's the garbage, right? And she turns the garbage to face me, the front of it, because I was just like at the, you know, looking at the side of it. Uh-huh. And there's this huge ass sign <laughs> on. <laughs> on the garbage can that says like, do not throw garbage in here. This is full of signs for the store. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh "Oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of like stood there and like freaked out about it. And she was like, it's okay. It's okay. And she pulls the top off and she pulls all these signs out. And then there are my little chicken bones in the bottom and she like takes them out and like wipes down the garbage and I was like why are you doing this why aren't you having me do this <laughs> like,
0: <I can't. laughs> like, please stop doing that so I can do it you know? I, know.
1: I was just like oh my god and it's just like all of the people who work there were just like watching <laughs> this, oh, this no. whole thing happen I was just like <sighs> I want to quit like <laughs>
0: this is the worst yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) oh man (laughs) fucking chicken wings (laughs) guy. I don't generally like I know most people are like they're not real chicken wings unless they're boneless chicken wings well okay or unless they're the bone in chicken wings and I'm like okay but like I hate to have to like Pick through them, get the little oh, fatty yeah. parts out, all that sort of stuff. I would rather eat a glorified nugget thing, you know. Like, oh yeah,
1: me too. Me that too.
0: just like a lot less work. <laughs> yeah, it's like and a lot if less I have to eat weight. Yeah,
1: if yeah, if I have to eat a chicken wing, like I'm I'm gonna try and just use one hand because I cannot have both hands messy. It's yeah. like a weird like I need to be able to like you know get something out of my eyeball. You know, or like, you know, pick out my wedgie. Like I just need I need a free hand (laughs) to do things. You know? So you can't do this to me. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't use both hands when I eat chicken wings. Yeah. And um, which makes it really difficult to pick the to pick it apart. And you know, like take like sometimes you have to like take a bone off to like get to the rush of the chicken. So oftentimes I don't eat all of the chicken just because I can't get to it.
0: Well, you would just have to like use a fork or something at that point, which kind of defeats the purpose of like finger food, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's not supposed to be <laughs> eaten with a fork, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> yep.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Asputs, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Asput moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.